welcome to tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am your host, number one, and soon we'll be joined by our panel. Tonight we're going to talk about what is charity. What is charity? If charity is love, then what is love? I was told that God is love. If God is love, then who is charity? Tonight we're going to go over these details for clarity of everybody else. I don't know who charity is or who love is, but tonight we're going to find out who's clarity. So without further ado, let's get right to it. Good evening. Good evening. So the question is, what is charity? Okay. I'm going to go old school and go to the definition as defined by Webster or Google. Um, Charity is a noun. Organization set up to provide help and raise money for those in need. Um, charity is also defined as the voluntary giving of help, typically in the form of money to those in need. And then it also has biblical definition of charity on Google. Um, and then charity. In Christian thought, the highest form of love, signifying the reciprocal love between God and man that is made manifest in unselfish love of one's fellow man. Okay. Okay. So. So, go ahead. No, go ahead, please. No, I was going to say those those are the definitions of charity. Okay. And I'm going to do the same. I'm going to give the definition of love. A strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties. Attraction based on sexual desire, affection, and tenderness felt by lovers. Affection based on admiration benevolence, or common interest, and assurance of affection, a warm attachment, enthusiasm, or devotion, the object of attachment, devotion, or or admiration, a beloved person, unselfish, loyal, and benevolent, concern for the good of another, such as a fatherly concern of God for humankind, a brotherly concern for others, a person's adoration of God, a God, a personification of love. Once you start getting to those things, and those those are the nouns, not even the verb. Once you get start getting into those things, you get an idea that love and charity kind of go hand in hand, correct? Uh, seems like it does, yes. 
because it's just an essential, uh, essentially, and it's uh, a strong affection for one another arising out of kinship or personal ties. The brotherly concern for others. Mhm. Which is essentially what you do out of out of charity. You show a brotherly concern for someone else. Right. Well, has that became a thing of the past? Charity? Charity. Just simple charity. Good deeds done just to another a fellow brother. Hmm. Yeah. Um I think it almost seems like it it's become a thing of the past. You know, you don't and I don't know I don't know why, but you you don't hear of um, and maybe it's just you know where we are, and, and maybe our circle is is just so small that we don't we don't know of all the good deeds that's being done. Um, but you don't hear the stories like you used to, um, especially growing up, where you know, and you don't see the actions like you used to, especially growing up. You know, even just. In a conversation, we can recall times where, you know, our parents or grandparents or what have you, you know, may have, you know, cooked for, cooked dinner, obviously for the family, but also cooked enough to, you know, feed others. Um, you know that that's not happening now. You know, we we're all taking care of our own. Now, who you think you know? is? The, to change that mindset, who do you think is behind it, or what's the drive to change that mindset from looking out for the community to looking out for just yourself or the BMI situation? Uh, I think that honestly, I think that just the the um, the temperature, I would say, of of the community or, or the temperature. Um, not literally temperature, but you know, just like the the pulse of of how things change. Just um, it's not being taught anymore. Like those good deeds, you know, everyone is. Um, I don't know. There's no more village. You know, when you have a village. You know, when you have a village, everyone in that village takes care of each other. You know what I mean? Um, there's there's no more of that. And I'm not sure. I think part of the problem is, um, well, part of it is, is because everyone is so sparse now. And, and you know, we think about it um, growing up, you know, where you grew up, um, those people, they, they live there. You know, you, it, it used to be you bought a house and you <laughs> you lived there until you paid it off, and then at some point you you passed away and and could pass it on to to the next person in your family. Now, um, the 
people don't don't do that. You know, people are buying two and three and four houses in their lifetime. So, um, and for whatever reason, job relocation or whatever the reasons may be. Um, so I think that part of the problem is, I, I, I want to say, it's sort of instability um, in a sense to where you're you're stable because you, you're able to buy homes or what have you and move, um, but the moving gives you, takes you away from building that village. See, villages, you don't, when when we were growing up, um, the village was already there. The village had already been made. So so we were blessed enough to be, you know, welcomed as a part um, when, when we were growing up, you know, because those folks had um, worked and they bought their homes, and it was a huge accomplishment. Um, I was raised by my grandma, and so, you know, back then, you know, for – um, blacks to be able to build a house and buy a house and be the first to live in the house, that was, you know, that was something special. Um, and so it was, that that was a treasure. And so, you know, by the time, of course, she had grandchildren, that, that village was already established. And we were born into that. And it gave us the opportunity to uh, watch charitable work and watch love at its best, you know, because they took care of each other. And unfortunately, um, you know, growing older and and in the area that I grew up in, you know, moving was the best thing that, that could have happened to me for career and, you know, being able to, to build and have a family. You know what I'm saying? Um so I don't know, and it's just that the the villages are being broken because opportunities are are happening or coming available all over the world, which I don't think that you know um I don't think that it it happened as often then, you know what I mean it was like it was it, it it's like the world has come so far with respect to, you know, our kind being able to um, have opportunities in employment and different things like that, that, you know, we've suffered, um, our communities have suffered a bit from it, right? Because, you know, again, you... In, in the older times when opportunities were limited, you, you know, like your, your grandpa, my grandpa got a job and, um, you know, he worked that job until he passed. My uncles, they all worked, you know, had two to work, work at a lumber company and I had one that worked at a textile company. You know what I mean? And it was just one of those things where if you stayed around there, then one of those jobs would be yours at some point, you know. Um, But with the different opportunities in education um, that we had and, you know, again, just, I guess, the world evolving and and, um, moving in a direction where more 
opportunities were available, then our our village suffered from that. I agree. I, I do agree that the community did take a take a fall, and and the village did, and then and that's not necessarily uh, a black thing or a white thing. That's everybody who's of the same position, who are um, who's helping one another. Mm-hmm, when you, when mm-hmm. you think about the, the, the things of, of times, of the old times, like you're saying, you know, when somebody needed help, everybody in that village pitched in. Whether it was watching the kid, or if you had, you know, got a night shift or around the holidays when mm-hmm. you need to pick up some extra extra money, people pitched in to help each other out. And there wasn't any any talking about the situation because it was just all like so-and-so was doing what they had to do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And if the elders were down the street hungry, you know, you probably would, they call you from playing just to take it down. And you're like, man, why we gotta? But you went down mm-hmm. there and you took it down because that's what you know you were tasked to do. There's no more of that. We will, you know, talk about so and so. And I think it's more of an insecurity than an instability because at some point. Now, if the family's grown and, and you've outgrown the house, that's understandable. But just to buy another house, just to be bigger, just to, you know, an, another name card, just so you could feel like somebody, that's that's a sign of insecurity. So there could be more than, than, than exactly just that. I think society has made more people insecure than they have given, made them insta- instable or stable from their employment or workforce. Well, I, I I can agree with that from from one perspective, and then too also, I think that you know jobs are more liquid. You know, I think that every everyone is looking for the next best opportunity. So there's there's not a lot of you know getting one job and retiring. You know, working a job twenty thirty years and retiring from that same job. Um, everyone is is always looking to increase their, I don't know, maybe increase their worth um, or their contribution um, to their job. And so, you know, when when you look at it, there are some multiple home purchases could be attributed to basically just getting new jobs and having to relocate for that job or what have you. So I agree, you know, um, part of it may be, you know, trying to keep up and have have the next best thing, and and instead of taking that money and reinvesting it in your current home, you'd rather just go and buy a new one. You know, um, because you like the the light hardwood floors better versus the the dark hardwood floors. Um, you know, so I I do agree to an extent, but again, also it's 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 just you know I think that there are just more. Um, more opportunities out there, and and people, um, like you said, in insecurities, people seek after the next best opportunity. You know, for for whatever reason, um, they want to go after the next best thing. Well, that's and so they they don't they don't have time to excuse me. So they don't have time to to build that village and invest in their community. Um, so that it, you know, at some point that community can can give back to them. You know what I mean? 
I do. Well, that sounds like to me that that's more of a, again, more of an insecurity. You know, we oftentimes want to say, you know, however, grandma or what have you, granddaddy was was treating us, then it was, uh, or the things they had us to do was bad, essentially. Like, you know, I don't want my kids to have to take nobody else's food or whatever the case may be. So you, you don't. You don't teach your kids this. And that's where the the problem has come in. Because now, not only won't your kids have this idea or this concept, but they now have made it something else. When, in fact, it's just a simple gesture. It's not. It didn't cost them anything. And the only thing you doing was, was asked to take it to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Essentially, it's like everything that our foreparents had us do, we felt or believed that it was it was wrong. But in actuality, it helped us out some way or somehow. Something was instilled in us because of it. Mm-hmm. True. So I believe that's part of part of our problem right there. We don't we don't um look at all the great things that come from. We just looked at the fact that, you know, my grandma had me take it down to them. Well, I think that when when you're growing up and your frustrations you know, you, as children, you know, think about it. As children, we always have something better to do than what our parents want us to do anyway. Absolutely. I mean, I don't I don't know about you, but, it, you know, you, you was out there playing ball. You know, I'm, I'm out there playing kickball and hopscotch and jumping rope and riding bikes. And, you know, that was more important than, you know, taking, you know, somebody, somebody a meal. You know what I mean? So... Um, of course, in your youth, you huff and puff, and but you get it done because you do what you're told to do. Um, now, fast forward to being an adult, you know, those are things that you're able to look back on and say, look, you know, we had to do this, and, and now you're able to dig a little bit deeper and understand, you know. Um, no, she didn't have to cook and, you know, and, and feed people. She did because she was blessed enough to have a meal on her table, so why not bless the, you know, the, the neighbor next door or the neighbor down the street, um, especially if, if they are in a situation where they can't cook or, you know, get out as <clears throat> as often or as normal as, you know, regularly as she could. You know, like if I have food, then, then why can't I feed somebody else? Right. And so, again, I understand that when you're a kid, but you're an adult, you still – teach your kids based on your experiences. So because you still hold on to things as a as a that you held on as a kid, now you're not teaching your children charity. You're not teaching your kids about love. Uh no, because we you know, I mean we're 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 too busy trying to live our life. <laughs> Um, rather than, you know, sit back and teach our children to be 
charitable. Yeah. It's but all good when... Go ahead. Is that part of living life, though? Truth? I mean, yeah, if that's the kind of person you are, not everybody is a charitable person. Let's just be real. Like, not everybody, you have to think about it now. If if, if everybody was born, you know, to, to give and be charitable, we're the takers. You know, the world is, is full of givers and takers, probably mostly takers. But you you got to remember like not all of us are are charitable people. Like not all of us are concerned with um the you know, the man down the street who can't get out regularly. You know, and, and for, for whatever reason. You know, I'm not saying that they're they're wrong. I'm not saying that they're right. I'm not saying that, you know, if it were me and I was fixing plates and sending them, you know, um, to to elderly and things like that. I'm not saying that I'm right. That's just what I choose to do, you know. Absolutely. So n- not all of us are charitable. We can't fault people for not being charitable. Nope. I think it's more you know, it's more it, about a calling, personally. It we, yes, probably so. We can't fault people for not being charitable, nor can we fault people for not teaching their children to be charitable. You know. Um, Remember, we gotta have a balance. You, you know, gotta have givers and takers. Oh, we do have. We it's, there's leeches and there's teachers. We do have a. We have both, but we don't have a balance. We'll say that again. We have both, but we don't have balance. It seems as though there's more. It's more one-sided than. And that, and that's where, I, in my personal opinion, that's where the problem lies because we're too busy, um, essentially just being selfish for the lack of, for lack of better words. And I think that's the reason why, as a people, we won't get anywhere, as a community, because we're too busy, um, just only thinking about ourselves. We get more done as a team than we do as individuals. So I think that's part of our our downfall. It may even be part of our demise because we can't we can't do um you can't try to come late on after the team has been built and everybody has been assigned their task and try to get on the board as though you've been you've been over here. Make sense? No. Okay. So if we started out this way, and we've been doing this, and all of a sudden you want to come on because you've seen we got traction, and we're almost at the finish line, and now here you come wanting to join the team, oh, but the, form, the 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 team members who've been there from the beginning is going to be offensive because it's like we we've been asking, you. but it took you too long to come on, and here we are almost done. And now you want to come on board? Well, I mean, now let's just—it's we we can't get mad at people for their timing. 
They, 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 like you said, charitable work is, is, you believe it's a calling. So we can't get mad at people for, if, if we step out and, and we're going to, um, all right, so we step out and we're going to start a, a mentor, uh, mentorship program for, you know, um, children who are struggling in social skills, right? Um, and and because you know we we can identify and we've seen the you know the problems there, we we feel like we can add some value to their lives. So we step out and we go, you know, start this organization to to do that and mentor children. Um, if 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 Joe isn't isn't you know we we telling Joe to come on and get on board and and Joe does it. You know, and he enjoys it for that one day, and then all of a sudden, Joe starts going through something with it, with with you know whatever he got going on. Um, you know, he he may need to step back and focus on him. Now, if we don't know those details, we can't get mad at Joe for not showing up um, when we put. Uh, a plan in motion, it's for us to execute. We don't have to depend on Joe. Um, if Joe wants to come on board once he gets himself together, and he does, if we need to enter the mission, then okay, so be it. Then, then he, you know, for us, we were able to get our blessing from it, and he's able to get whatever little bit he he gets from it just for that time he, you know, he participates or whatever. But, but we can't be upset, you know, like. Let's not turn them away or, you know, shun them off by by saying, you know, man, we've been we've been trying to get you to come do this with us for a minute, you know, because we don't know his situation. That sounds good. Well, I'm telling you, me, you going back there with the with the group that's getting started. It's a group that's just getting started, <laughs> and that's probably where you should go because we have our we have our um, our system, if you will. We already know how everybody's moving. We know what everybody's doing. And you may come in and disrupt the system. That's just me. And it may be a little, little cold or something, but when you, when you, when you think about when you think about the work, right? When people were following Christ. They saw his work. It wasn't necessarily about what he said. It's about what he did also. So you can't say that, well, it's one way right now, and then we fall short later on because who knows? You fell, probably fell short because of, you know, your... I don't want to say lack of charity, but because of your selfishness, if you will. And this is an opportunity for for God to open up a blessing for you just because of your the heart of that you have when you're doing your deeds. I understand that, but let me ask you a question. Is it right for you to look at me and tell me when 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 you think God is opening up a blessing for me? 
when God has opened up a blessing. I just know when you're out here working and when you're not. I just know that what God sees is, is good. Right. But again, God sees it like it may be your time, but not necessarily my time. You see, so, so let's think about it. So, well, let's just think about this for a minute. And I'm just, you know, trying to get a different perspective for our callers. This isn't, you know, like I just, I'm just trying to get all sides of the conversation um, out there. So before, you know, you became, um, and I'm not saying you ch- literally just in general context, before you became charitable, you you weren't always charitable. You know, you there were there were times when 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 you were selfish. Um, and truth be told, I think that we all are selfish to an extent. Um, and and in some and some we have a right to be selfish. Um, you know, there's just some things we're not going to share. There's just some things that we we like to hold dear and keep for us and ours. Um, so I I don't think that. You know, like if if charitable work, if you are called upon to do charitable work, um, then that's what that's what you do. Um, however, not everyone is called when you are called, and even though you know, like I, I roll out to, you know, and I, I'm involved, and, and we get this thing kicked up and going, and and I'm I'm grinding it out, and then suddenly I drop off. Well my season of of charitable work may be over. You know what I mean? Like my, I may have already gotten my blessing for the good deeds that I've done, and now it's time for me to go on and focus on something else. I think that the important that the reason why some people are able to focus on charitable action um, is because they've accomplished personally. You know, they've accomplished. They are. Um, where they should be personally, because see, you can't you can't go out and give support to someone or you know be charitable when when your household ain't in order. So I think in order for you to be effective at charitable work or charitable calling, then you know your your house got to be in order. Otherwise, you know your your focus is going to be shifted to get your house in order. I think I look at it like um, the organization where everybody go and paint and build one house, and that's one of the people who's been working on it. And the next group go and build another house, and that's for the people who one of the people who's working on it. That's the way I see it in my eyes. I'm not saying that yours is wrong or that mine is right, but in my eyes, I think that it is. More get accomplished if we all bring our water hose and spray your house if it's on fire. Then every everybody trying to stay and spray their house to keep it from catching a fire. Right, but even still, okay. So if we all join together to to, to put this this one fire out. We we still gonna have different jobs. You may be the one with the water hose. I may be the one, you know. Busting down the door to to let the the folk come out, you know, so they don't get caught up in the smoke or what have you. So um, somebody got to turn the water hose on. Somebody got to, you know, 
unravel water hose to get it to you so you can spray it. Somebody got to hold it. You know, so everyone has their job, and everybody's job may not necessarily be out there on the front line. You know, some of them, they may be behind the wheel, you know, extending the ladder. Um, You know, I just think that when it comes to charity and and, or love, you know, everyone has their role. And, um, you know, as, as, as people, you know, we can't, we can't say one way or the other what that role should be. That's between them and their God. As long as... I think, I think, if you're, I think you're... I'm sorry, go ahead, please. Go ahead, go ahead. I think you're... I'm not, I'm not talking about a specific role. I'm just simply saying as far as moving, period. You can't... In general. You can't say in general. I'm not saying that... that that no, even if you know your 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 position right now may be just to pray, your position may just be, you know, support or or uh, going to buy, you know, y'all sitting over there just making a sandwich for everybody because you know your back hurting. Whatever the case may be, all I'm simply saying is doing something outside of yourself. Because if you can't do something from outside of yourself, how do you expect to receive something from the outside for yourself? I, I understand that. And 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 then too, there there are different levels to doing something outside of yourself. Depending on, I think, it, and I, and honestly, I think that it depends on a number of factors in order to be able to do stuff outside of yourself. First, I think that you you would have to know yourself. You would have to know who you are and and who you are and 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 quite in all honesty, you'd have to know, you know, like be be living in your truth and be living in the path that God designed for you to be in. Um, you know, in in order for you to be able to do these things outside yourself. I just think that, and then I think that maturity, um, maturity in faith, maturity in Christ, um, plays a role in it. Um, I also think that, um, you know, uh, your prayer life plays a role in it, you know, so you'll know where to fit in and, and, you know, the things that you need to get done and you'll be able to execute what, is being called upon you. Um, you know what I mean? I just, I, I think that there are several factors that have to be met before one can step out and, and do outside of, the, outside of themselves. Well, you said something. Would you agree to that? Right now. I, I will. You said something right now, and that's a key element, right? And that is your relationship with God. Your relationship with God will really determine that that level of charity and that level of love and, and all that kind of stuff because once you understand that part then it's easier to understand every other part. When you understand that charity is actually the work of God, you know, and the love of God, then you would be more inclined to do so. But you have to learn that by 
relationship with God because you go around just giving everybody five bucks just because it'll make you look good or look good on your resume, but that's not what God called for you to do. Exactly. You won't receive what you're what you're trying to achieve. But if you listen to God and He says, uh, "Give the CEO of, of, of the delivery company five bucks," although he may be multi-billionaire. And you're like, well, he don't need it, but God told you to do it, and you give it to him, and that can be where your blessings get unleashed. Mhm. Because you're you're moving out of the will of, or doing and out of the will of God versus trying to put on for the show. So one is exactly. self-serving, one is God-serving. Exactly. And I think that, you know, when, you know, you you look at two different scenarios, you know, and, and the first scenario is you, um, again, not you literally, just you before your relationship in faith with Christ, with God, and then you after. Um, because when you become born again and when you start that walk, um, you don't you don't see the world as you used to see it. You don't see the world through the same lens. It's all different. You know, it's you you used to see the world as taking care of you and yours. Right? Those I mean those ones that we call selfish. Um but then as you you know, pray and you know, you become um more Mature in your faith You start to look and see the world As God would have you see it You know like this You start to see it exactly for what it is Like this is what it's about It's about you being a man Walking across You know walking across Or, or a young boy walking across you um, Walking by you or what have you And you being a man Being able to look at him And, and you know Give him uh, a wise word, you know what I mean? Um, whether it's shake his hand and look him square in his eyes and ask him how's he doing and how's his day going and, you know, um, and and telling him to, you know, pull his pants up or what have you or or just telling him, you know, it, whatever it is is bothering you, you know, it's, it's going to be okay, you know. Um, it's about you being able to look at someone and see that and being able to drop a kind word versus you looking at him and continuing on your path, you know. Um, so it's, it's just one of those things where as you grow in faith, then you begin to step outside of yourself and to be able to to do God's work. Because truth be told, charity, like you said, is just that. It's God's work. Everybody can't do God's work. Everybody's not called to do God's work. Um, and and then there are there are believers, right, who who are mature in faith but aren't um charitable at you know, levels others would expect them to be. If that makes sense. You know, for me, 
and and I'll, and I'll get your point. Um, uh, people say, you know, you got to stop the smell of the roses. And I don't think I have time to stop the smell of the roses. But I do have time to stop and give a, a word to a, a brother or a sister. You know what I mean? Well, I think you got to be able to do both, though. No, hear me out. How I, my concept of stopping the smell of the roses, you know, the roses are on the side. They're not in my past. But if you walk across my path, it was meant for us to have a conversation. You know what I mean? God put you across my path. Those roses are on the side over there. Only time I go over there is when I'm on the side of the road changing the tire. You know what I mean? Like, that's how how I look at it. Like, I don't have time to, to stop and smell the roses when people need help. I think you're thinking about it in the literal in the literal sense, but would would you agree that it can be used or thought of in a figurative sense as well, such as, I don't know, you know, uh, your children can be your rose. So, you know, you going full speed ahead doing, you know, X, Y, and Z, um, but stopping to take a look at your, you know, at your children and say, man, you know, look, Look at how, you know, how he, he just walking all by himself now. You know, I remember when when he couldn't even stand up, you know, like that's your rose. That's that's stopping the smell of rose, appreciating um, how far you've come, appreciating how far God has brought you and appreciating the blessings, you know, maybe the, the, the blessings that you have, those are your roses. And just stopping to acknowledge and appreciate them, and to me, means um, I'm stopping to smell the roses because I, I'm, I'm taking that one moment out to appreciate what God has already given me. Um, and you do that. So, so yeah, you do stop and smell the roses because you have those moments where it's just a moment of appreciation, a moment of reflection, and a, and a moment of gratitude. cut the steam back to half versus full steam, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't believe I could stop. But to your point, when, when we we do we do the things in which our abilities or our, our power to do, and in a in a literal sense, I know there's no roses in the middle of growing in the middle of the highway or in the middle of the ocean. So when we move in and how we move, we don't have time to to stop. But if there's a, a small boy or, you know, something along that needs, you know, you're walking through the, through the grocery store and you see somebody with their head down or whatever and you give them a kind word, that's because they crossed your path. You know what I mean? You didn't have to stop on the side for them. Well, you didn't have to stop your stride for them. You was able to say the kind of word and you keep about your mission because maybe that was part of your travel to speak to that person. But if I would have stopped and smelled roses or stopped or whatever the case may be, I probably would have missed it. 
I don't think you'll miss anything that God has for you. It all happens according to his plan. And 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 I, I honestly, it's what life is worth living if you can't enjoy from time to time what you what you've been able to achieve and what you've been able to accomplish. I mean, it to me, you you have to you have to be able to do both. You have to be able to do God's work, and you have to be able to to enjoy God's blessings. That's when when someone says stop and smell the roses, that's what that's what I think about. Um, I, and don't get me wrong, I do hear you. I, I hear you. You know, saying, well, I'm not gonna stop on. I'm not gonna stop and pay attention to what's on the side of the street when, you know, there's something in front of me that needs my attention more. I get that. Um, but, again, that's, I think we're just in a different context. It's, okay, if God is if God has blessed you and, and you're moving, you know, to bless someone else, but you haven't even thanked God for what he's already given you. You know, you haven't even, you don't even appreciate what you got, but you're going trying to give somebody else something. Like, that that doesn't make sense. Who does that? You can only, I think, I think. Hmm? Upon receiving, you give thanks. There's, you don't wait till you get home. But that's, again, to me, that's part of the smelling of roses, being, that's part of, of being, you know, the grateful. That's that's part of that's where the humility comes from. You know what I mean? Like so those moments are the 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 roses part of it because when you're able to acknowledge the blessings that you have and be grateful and and express your gratitude, um, that's the smelling of the roses right there. It's not taking you off your path. It's not it's not stopping you from accomplishing what God wants you to accomplish. It's not slowing you down. It's giving you a breath of fresh air so that the stale air that you're breathing um you know so that you don't continue having to breathe the the, the stale the stale air and going full speed ahead, going full speed ahead. It's about, you know, letting yourself get to the point where you can can just, I don't know, can just kind of breathe in the blessings that you have um, or, you know, blowing just a little bit more life to give you the next 10-mile stretch. Clearly, clearly, there's a different concept, different ideas, different perspectives, and it's respected. Uh, for me, uh, I want to think of a, of a carrier. You know, once that thing go full, once it's at its full potential. You're not just going to stop it on a dime. So once I'm moving and grooving, I'm not. There's no way I can stop and and just stop just like that. 
even if you slam on brakes, it's, you're still going to slide some. So that's my that's my idea of it. Now, then it's going to take some time for me to get my momentum back. So that's where issues could lie. That's where who? Issues with life because just once you stop, you may not be able to just pick back up and get and gain get the same momentum, the same tracks you had when you was. No, you have more. Really? You're not. You're not stopping. You're not slowing down. It's almost like you're. You're just breathing in more air so that you can keep on going. It's just that air is is just refreshing. It's just life giving. It's just you know, you well, take a look at it. Look at it as in, look at it as breathing in momentum or breathing in the you know, again, breathing in another breath so you can get the next ten mile uh, 10 miles in or 20 miles in or what have you. It's, you know, um, and, and again, it's, I guess, I don't know how we got here, but it's it's just the interpretation of the smelling of the roses where it's, for me, again, not in a literal sense, but in a figurative way where, you know, I look at smelling roses and it's, you know, refreshing, it's calming, it's, you know, um, setting my mind back to, you know, because you keep running full speed ahead, quite honestly, what you're going to do is you're going to burn yourself out. You know, I mean, point blank period, you're going to burn yourself out and and you're going to cause um, yourself to be, to be stressed um, and you can cause health issues because you're not stopping to take the proper time to tend to yourself. Um, you can have issues within your family simply because you're not balancing, um, you know. So having those moments are like golden nuggets, you know, not saying that you have to, you know, have them every week or every day, but, you know, you you get that nugget every once in a while, it's like, okay, boom, let's 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 hit it again. I don't know. That's just again. That's just my interpretation of smelling the roses. Um, you know, I totally respect what you know your interpretation and understand your viewpoint as well. When it, when it comes to when it comes to the charity and and the, and the love, I mean, I just don't. Again, when things are are, wrong, are maneuvering, everything happened in the season, okay? And I, and I respect that. Maybe there wasn't his season or her season to to come on board. But you got to understand, you know, for the people who've been who've been running, now we got a teacher. That's I mean, 
that's that could be problematic. But isn't that what it's about, though? You know, you know, you're not having to stop and teach. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm one of those people. I could just jump in wherever you tell me to jump in. You know, I may, you know what, I may have shown up late, but I ain't missed the train. I was able to catch the train, so you know, put me in where you need me to go. And you know, don't don't slow your momentum down or anything like that. You don't have to change you in order to to you know throw me in a pot and put me in a mix. You just you put me in there and let me go for go for what I know and and you know um, gotta do the rest. It's again, it's not everybody has the same momentum. You know, if you think about you know, I don't know, I don't I don't I'm not a ball player, but I mean if you think about if you think about basketball, if if all the players on the court have the same momentum, then who who's catching the rebounds? Like if if the other team goes up for the shot and and, and everybody on the opposite team has the same momentum and they already gone back down Halfway down the court, who who's in there? Who's in the paint getting the rebound? Who's blocking? See what I'm saying? So I think that everybody has their role, their time, and and you know can move and will move prayerfully when God says to do so. And when they do, it's like if you the coach of the team, then you put them in and you hey, you know what? We this this is what a game is. I'm gonna need you to to, to get in where you fit in and and you know, sink that last shot and and let me do that. Um don't don't slow down. You know, don't don't stop. You know, you keep on at your momentum. You know what I mean? It's I think I think for me that that's just that's how it would work. You know, we you know, if we're in it and we're doing God's work, everybody's not everybody's not gonna be at senior level uh expertise. You know, you're gonna you're gonna have a mixture. You're going to have freshmen, you're going to have, you know, sophomores, juniors, and shoot, truth be told you, you're going to have some newborns up in there. Um, but, again, as a coach, is you know, you, you put them in and, you know, make them, let them perform and, and excel in, in that role that, you know, that you see for them. Well, everybody has as a rule, and, and when it comes, everything will be addressed. But going back to charity, maybe uh, it's not your – it's somebody else's job maybe to to train you to get into the run, to get into the momentum. You know what I mean? Um, who knows? Everybody has a role, but I believe in, in society, charity is part of everyone's role. Love is a part of everyone's role because God, if God is love and charity is love, then that means God is also charity, right? Yes, and it should be. It it should be a part of everyone's role. In a perfect world, it would be. But don't forget now, you got some people who don't even believe in God. You got some people who, you know, who may be in worship but not, not to... You know the God that we serve. You, you you dig what I mean? So while it should be a part of everybody's role, not not everybody is a believer. You know, not you know. So if 
if charity is love and God is love, right? Uh, if I don't believe in God, how do I believe in charity? If I don't believe in God, how do I love? I can't. I don't have that connection. It's like, you know, you're telling me, you're telling me to, to come to that come to that side and of the water and there's there's no bridge. You know, because because I don't I don't I don't have God as my foundation. I don't have you know, so without God, without the bridge, I can't even I can't even get over there to, to take the charity path or the love path because I don't even have the bridge. So in the first world, yeah, it should be, but I mean, in reality, is you know, it's it's not going to be. Well, and I'm I'm not going by, you know, if, if God is God made the perfect world, the people in it wasn't perfect, but God made the perfect world. So when we go back the way things are supposed to be. I mean, and that's moving off of faith, love, and charity, and, and community, of course, or as you say, the village. And I think hope is in there somewhere. I'm not sure, but I believe all those things are are part of, well, or. In the pot that you were just referring to. When we look at when we when we look at those things, you know, those were the things. Those were what we saw. You know, um, when you know somebody got fired, and they talking about it, it wasn't like, you know, man, you should go head on and do this. It was always words of hope and kindness. No, you get back on the horse, so you'll you'll find you another job, you know, that type of stuff. You you're a hard worker. Something else will come along, and it'll come along better. You know, God gonna take care of y'all in the meantime. You know what I mean? Though that's what was was taking place in 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 the in the older days. Mm-hmm. Can you agree? So all those things. That that we saw growing up, we have kind of got away from. Now everything is so because of the image, everything is so so secret. And how do I know you lost a job if we don't talk about it? Because maybe I know somebody who's hiring. That is true, and and I think that part of that problem is that ego and pride gets in the way. You know, it's I don't want to tell you what's going on because I don't want you to, you know, you to look down on me and judge me. I don't want you to to think that, you know, I'm not smart or I'm not capable of holding down a job. You know, maybe I'm ashamed of myself. You know, who knows why, you know, there could be plenty of reasons why someone doesn't open up, you know, um, you know, I I would imagine that, you know, if it's a male, you know, like not not having a job, you know, would 
put a whole different a different type of strain on him, especially if he has a family, um, versus if it were a female. Well, yeah, uh, so opening uh, up, yeah. you know, would would be. Go ahead. No, I was about to say it does play a huge part, um, because as as a man, not as a male, as a man, you know, we we have certain responsibilities, and we want to maintain our responsibilities, and we know that certain things help solidify our responsibilities, but we also get in a a moment of. Solitude, when that type of thing come along, more like a depressed stage because we don't know how our next whatever's going to come. And bills still coming. I don't know how the next buck's going to come. I don't know where the next meal is going to come from. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I think as men, in the community, you know, the women folk will, will pitch in and, and help one another out. But the men, we we have to stop running and, and let's remove pride and ego because we're all brothers. Let's have a conversation because we don't know who knows who and who knows what. Because remember, sometimes it ain't what you know, it's who you know. That is true. And it's no one else's business. You're my brother. Well, it's my job to 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 help you. You know, how am I going to look in your face, look in your children's face, knowing that I could have helped you and I didn't help you? But yet when you were doing your thing, every week we all sitting out here Drinking beer together, or or family's kicking it, and here it comes around. I don't do what I can do to help you. I can't really be a brother moving like that. There's no love there. There's no charity there. There's no hope. There's no faith. There's nothing there. Right. I mean, well, if 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 they don't if they don't have those, um, in my mind, which which should be core quality, you know, that there's a slim chance of you being able to connect with them and help them anyway. Well, that's right. When you when we speak alone, because ego is is going to be there. Pride is going to be there, and I, and I got to call that. I gotta call it just what it is, you know, bruh. Let's stop. You got a family to feed. You know, I gotta speak logic into you. You know what I mean? Let's let's do this together. Get out of the emotion. Let's go get this. Mhm. And no, it's not everyone's business. It's not everybody's. Whatever. This is you and I. Mm-hmm. And after this is done and you get a job, I don't need to hear nothing else about it. Well, see, cause that's because that's the kind of person you are. You know, 
So so let's let's explore this. What if what if the the type of people they're used to dealing with aren't the type of person that you are. The type of people they used to be dealing with is or, you know, the people who do something for you, um, and will throw it in your face. All right, now don't forget where you came from or, you know, don't don't forget who, who fed you tonight, you know. Or, you know, don't don't forget now. That light bill come around. Don't don't forget you stayed here three nights, you know. Um, what what about those people? You know, if they're used to dealing, if they're used to dealing with those people like that, then you know they're going to be very reluctant to reach out for help or to you know discuss their the issues that they've been having. You know who you deal with. You know how you deal with them. If you deal with someone superficially, you're not going to go to them. But if you deal with somebody on the real, you know, we go and shoot ball and have a conversation or, you know, and we have our side talks and our men talks or what have you, you know, your family and my family may sit down and, and have a meal together and kick it. The ones you deal with superficially don't do that. They come around and want you to come around when you got something new, when you got something to show off. Those are the mm-hmm. ones that, that you deal with superficially that talk about people like me because look at him in that old raggedy truck or in that old, in them old broke down shoes. Those are the ones that you realize that aren't your friends, but you don't deal with, you don't recognize that until, until later on. Until they're not around when you need them. Mhm. Well, it's too late. I think you Remember, I was mm-hmm. remember I was going to lunch with you and staying late with you when I lost a job. So you know I lost my job. But you don't bother to, to reach out except to talk about, you know, I mean, it's messed up what they did for you, how they did you, man. Well, we was always laid together, so why they didn't, didn't they fire you? True, right. So when it, when you when you start looking at stuff like that, and, and oftentimes it takes you to hit the bottom before you realize that, the people you was rolling with aren't down there with you, and that's when you know that those were the people you shouldn't be rolling with. But then you got that one person that slide down there with you to the bottom, so we both can, I can push you out so we both can climb out, or so you could, you know, put the rope around your waist to pull yourself up. That's when you know who's really who. How many people we got in our lives that would get down there with us when we at our bottom to help us climb out. I, I only have one and you know that that's my husband and I don't even know at at this point if he has a, a, much of a choice in it or not. You know what I mean? Um I don't know how many you have. It depends on really what the task is. 
it really depends on what the task is. But the first, the first and foremost, the missus. But anything other than that, you know, if it's up to something up no good, I got one person that'll, that'll ride, and if it's up to something worth something, they're not going to be there. They're not going to be there. Some good, we about to do something good and something right? Nah, 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 nah. We about to do something mischievous? Oh, yeah. We about to cause some mayhem? Oh, yeah. Right there. Is that God's work? Is that God's work? Nah. My point exactly. It is God's work for me, per se, to teach them that there's multiple facets in life. Possible. When it's time to put on the boots and get to work, put in work, you're there. But when it's time to, you know, try to ape around you on, on your back so you can go feed somebody. Either way it goes, you're still putting in work. Mm-hmm. We have to establish mm-hmm. ourselves and, and realize that what we have, what we're doing, is charitable. What we're doing is out of love. And I say those those two because sometimes you may not want to cut them off because there's you see more in them than they do. They just need guidance. They're they're adult males, but they're not men. You got men right. So that's when you you know that's when you have to you know. Lead. Sometimes you just gotta lead them to where they need to go. Absolutely, but again, those are the ones that that if I don't have, you know, a million dollars in my account, it ain't worth nothing. It ain't doing nothing. That's how it's supposed to go, right? Yeah. You tell them I had a guy I knew. We had the new, the new cars, the, the latest and greatest, and wanted to to show off, as the young people say, flex. And I was laughing. I'm like, bro, I'm not impressed by this stuff, bro. I said, hoes get impressed by material things, bro. Not, not men. He stopped talking to me. Because he got a new car, and you told him you weren't impressed. Because, well. Because he had all of the flash, the new car and the, the watches and the 
tight clothes and, uh, you know, all that good stuff. And it's like, you know, man, let's go for a ride. No, I'm good. Then you should get one of these. No, I shouldn't. You know, and it's like, when you had that conversation, now it's like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I can't rock with you because you ain't on my level. Because you ain't impressed by my trinkets. Well, and, 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 and quite honestly, I think that's okay. You know, and, and I'll tell you why I think that's okay. Um, when you have people who don't, who aren't where you are mentally and who aren't where you are in faith, right? Um, so they are less mature than you are and they cut you off. You know what? I think I think it's okay. I mean, I think that's acceptable, and I think that's acceptable because at at that point when they cut you off, um, your job is done. Because I think that's conviction. You know what I mean? I think I think at the at the point where you point out um, there that that you aren't where they are, um, I think conviction falls on because at that point, you know, when we get convicted, we we got to make a change. And if we're not willing to make a change, then, you know, our growth is going to stop. And so if you have someone who cuts you off, that's, that's the, you know, Again, it's a good thing. You know, conviction fell on him, and, you know, he knows that you're right. You know, I mean, you, you know. Um, and then he started thinking, well, man, maybe I shouldn't feel, you know, I shouldn't be doing this, this, that, and the third either. You know, at some point, you know, he's going to have to grow past that. But guess what? You're no longer responsible for being one of the leaders to help him grow past that. That's somebody else's job now because he walked away from you. Oh yeah, I plan I mean I planted the seed and that's and that's as far as I was willing to go. I'm not um gonna stand here and water it. I'm not gonna really entertain you. Because again, we're on we're on two different planes when it comes to the things we're we're trying to accomplish. Um, of course. Everything that you're doing is about self and, you know, you're moving selfishly and, you know, here I am at a point where I thank God that everything I'm doing is more so out of out of faith and philanthropically. You know, that's that's the difference. You know, if you can't come to me and you tell me, oh man, you know, we got this effort going and not bragging, but you know, seeking assistance, then that's that's essentially where we're at. That's essentially mm-hmm. where we're at. So in, in my mind, it's like keep keep your trinkets, keep the trinkets. Let's put in the work. Let's touch the community. And you touching the community, you know, you get these fancy cars and go to an impoverished area so everybody can 
can can run after you and chase you in all of what you have, I don't think that's that's really what it is. And that's me personally. Isn't there other charitable work? There is. There's a lot of other charitable work. And I don't think that qualifies as a charitable deed, personally. You don't think what qualifies as a charitable deed? You're going to get your fans a call and charitable? come to that harvest area and to get praises from them. No, I mean, when you're seeking to be praised, no. You know, that's not, I don't think that's, one, I don't think that's what, what God intends you to do, you know. Um but and I think that the Bible speaks to that. Um, but, you know, so if you're seeking to be praised for what you do or if you're seeking to to um, be lifted up and, you know, I guess I say for what you, what you contribute, then, you know, no, it's not charitable work. Um, again, charitable work is... Is, is love and, and God is love, you know, and God doesn't look to be, you know, praised. And I mean, well, God looks to be praised, excuse me, but it's not for you to look to be or want to be praised or, um, I don't know, I guess, like, take the credit for the charitable work that you do. No, I don't. I, I agree. I don't. It's not. You. You. It's like you're trying to take the credit for for God's work. You know what I mean? And that's where, for me, issues come about when it comes to um, you trying to you trying to show off. It's not like you're trying to motivate. You're essentially trying to show off. You're not saying, well. This is how I got it. This is what I do. This is, you know, let me help you. Let me teach you anything like that. It's more so just, you know, uh, aha, I got this. Y'all ain't got this. Y'all laid up on this. Mm-hmm. Let me, we have a caller. Uh Four zero four six zero zero. Good evening. You know, you talk about charity. Charity usually comes from people that afford to give it. In forms of donation and so on and so on. But here's where the problem lies. And I think you would agree with me. The people that you try to help with charity... Well, from a political standpoint, they would go out and support and vote for somebody whose political policies hurt those who's given to charity. Case in point, gasoline prices have increased. Taxes is getting ready to go up. 
you got this problem with the southern border. Everybody's coming in. That's going to put burdens on your school districts that are already short for money. Mm-hmm. And the killing of petroleum jobs. It's going to affect like 11.8 million people on that and stopping the border wall, which is affecting 50,000 people. Well, I'm sure no one would vote for a person that's going to do that to their livelihood. So it had to be somebody else. And then that somebody else is looking for something, which is all right. And those that have it will provide. But it comes a time when you got to draw a line in the sand. They say, I just can't do it. I'm sorry. Because family comes first. So there's got to be a consideration there someplace that when you do things, even though you may not know, but I'm sure you do, and you hear people complaining about these individuals, then you're actually cutting your nose off your own face or shooting yourself in the mm-hmm. foot. I just wanted to put that out there. You know, you, you said something, and when we talk about family, everybody always confuses family with relatives. And just because we share the same blood or the same uh, DNA or genes, what have you, doesn't necessarily mean that we're family. They just mean we're relatives. Family oftentimes can be those that think like you, those that be with you through these times when you're going through it together. So, yes, charity is to those that have it, but when you give out of the work of God, when faith comes into place, you know that it's God's work and he will provide just like he has before. Well, I know one thing. Since Mr. Biden's been president, gas is starting to cost me an extra 45 close to $90 a week. That just don't yeah, fall out of heaven. To- Forty six, forty six cents per gallon. Yeah. So over a week's time, that extra money just don't fall out of heaven, and it hasn't stopped. In California, it's over four fifty a gallon. I don't even know how those people stay. You got and paying the taxes that they pay. It's crazy. But anyway, I don't want to take up the your remaining time. Thank you very much for the opportunity. No problem. Have a great day. When you when you look at certain things, and when you think about certain aspects, no money doesn't fall from the sky. But faith, I'm sorry, grace and mercy falls from the sky. So you may not be able to fill up that tank, but you may find, you know, some overtime, and you may be able to get that twenty extra dollars that you need. You may help somebody and they pay you uh, more than you thought it was worth because of God's grace and and his mercy. Mhm. So charity again still goes back to the spirit of, of love, which goes back to Spirit of God, which I think y'all call it the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Agreed? 
So so let's not mis misconstrue and try to make carnal things and spiritual things intertwine because they don't. They don't intertwine. One is oil and one is water. Mm-hmm. Just my two cents. Yes, sir. Charity, as we was using it, is when you go in and help someone, contribute to someone's better well-being, if you will. And essentially... The voluntary, the voluntary giving of help in the form of money to those that's in need. If you're, if your concern is filling up your gas tank, filling up your gas tank, that's a little different than putting gas in your car. Two different things. And in love, when your 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 bro your brotherly concern for others. If I have twenty dollars, and I can put ten in mine and give you ten because you don't have any gas, or if I have three fourths of a tank, you don't have any. I can give you that twenty. Because you're my brother. Who knows what God's going to bring? God may, may drop, you know, $100. Or hell, God may even let me get 20 miles after being on E. Who knows? But because of mm-hmm. me giving it to you out of love, he showed me a little grace. He allowed me to get get home instead of being stranded on the side of the road, although I've been driving for 20 miles, the gas light on. Mm-hmm. When things are done out of love and charity, it's done out of God, essentially. So to answer the question, who is charity? God is charity. When you help your brother out of love, so, out of charity and out of love, how was your week? Let's talk about your week before we go our segment. How was your week? How was my week? Yes, mental health plays a huge part. My week was good. Care to elaborate on good? What made it good? I, I mean, I made it through the week. I, I had goals and um, got them accomplished. And, you know, with 
everybody in my family is is happy and healthy. Um, you know, so my week was my week was good. It was great. How was your week? My week was actually uh, outstanding. Had a headache for a couple of days, but other than that, outstanding. Um, able to make new connections and uh, essential new friends as far as the, the, the other business, the organization. Um Gain traction as far as uh, disability, you know, battling that ongoing process, that long, drawn-out process. Um, but overall, it was it was a it was a great week. Last week was a great week, so I'm just excited to see what's in store for the upcoming week. You know, when God does something, my next question is, God, how you going to top this? Mm-hmm. So, again, as long as God is good, as he's been, I'm great. I'm right there with you. You know? Mental, the concern of, of mental health for the community for the village is also an act of charity because the more you we hold things in don't have anybody to talk to about things or issues we tend to uh, start feeling ill and feeling alone and getting further and further drawn away and that's when uh, the enemy able to set in and bad things happen so Show some concern. Give your brother a couple minutes just to vent to you. Just to let it out. You don't know that can be the difference of life and death or sickness and health. So that's, that's just my two cents about that. If you don't have anything else, we can close it out and get to work. Um, I think we said everything that needs to be said. Well, thank you. I don't have anything else. Well, my heart and mind clear. I'll go ahead and press out. Okay. Father God, we thank you for life. We thank you for love. We thank you for hope. We thank you for charity. We thank you for you giving your son for our sins. Father God, we thank you for everyone who's listening and everyone who's impacted by the words that they've heard tonight. Father God, this is unscripted. Father God, we allow you to lead us in our conversations. Father God, we allow the Spirit to come in and flow freely. 
Father God, we do recognize that there's a difference of opinions and different perspectives. And Father God, because there's love between us, that's exactly what it is. It's just a difference. But it's more respect because it's done out of you. It's done in order because it's out of you. And when our emotions get involved, our spirit, our Holy Spirit, checks us and we thank you for that. So, Father God, I ask for all my brothers and sisters to go back to the times that we were raised. And that's with charity. And that's with love. Because that's of you. And again, I thank you for it. Father God, we ask that you continue to bless our listeners. Father God, we ask that you bless our movement. We ask that you continue to bless our families. Father God, we ask these things in your Son, Jesus' most holy and precious name. We love you. Amen. Amen. Well, that concludes tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I'm your host, number one, and Ms. Quick on the line, and in absence of Josh Robinson, Dr. Twin, and my brother Joel, we ask that all y'all continue to be safe. We ask that you love one another and love God. That's all we have for tonight. Stay safe until next Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Peace. Help me, please. 
But he winds up knocking me back down on my knees. Oh, there been times that I thought I couldn't last for long. But now I think I'm able to carry But I know 